I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, in excess protect you from the old system where I broke your dog you know where you expect let we have for the rebel empress yo militancy in excess protect you from the old system where I broke your dog you know where you expect take your top prancer circle your head like a salsa circle your head ballet dancer Prime Dictator the Chancellor True to the Lioness Order Salute to the Kings and the Fathers They want them a real effort to protect them a drink Cause they know so they couldn't have the answer The rebel them a advocate Rebel music are the side effect Revolution not the final step Black woman hold up your head and guide your line in Make way for the rebel empress Militancy in excess Protect you from the old System where I broke your dome Then know where you expect Make way for the rebel empress, yo Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system Where I broke your dome Then know where you expect Camouflage in the grass Lioness when they don't know about the past No revance Or feel the burn of the lion when we pass them in dance Respect you to the balance with no predominance Rebel up no, Lioness roll low, 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 Rebel up no. 
So come praise. Now let me reintroduce myself. I'm Sarak. They call me Red or Shorty for short on my block. Ain't had no brave and kept me fed on Garvey and Gil Scott. So I'd keep a real shot. Now I'm trigger happy, busting too often for my esophagus. Offer my soul up in every reversal. My consciousness, CDC maybe, but I'm bigger than a metropolis. Super manifest of my lane from cryptic sarcophagus. I ain't gonna lie, low recognition would be dope. Cause I be chanting just like a penis. I need remote. The ghost of my pest, the man in the hot, my every quote. Into the truth is my future just like an antidote hand to God But I still slay every space I've been known to occupy Three when ink on this A by 11, they call me Octopi But most of my lines don't see light of daylight, they track you live And so afraid that my honesty will get me ostracized Cause I can prove this shit to you, bro, I'm just hypothesizing Not no one thing for sure, they ain't looking for authentic Homie, all these rappers is plastic and freshly augmented Seem like real shit off the table, unfamiliar off limits All my views is super black, like the windows is all tinted That's my truth, I don't deny you yours I'm trying to leave a hip-hop classic, bomb your train of thought like style walls With stories of how I earn these stripes, we'll call that Tiger Lord Legend of beauty and beast and internal dialogue Hand to God And call it suicide, I object I came too far and fought too hard to be a private threat It's clear present danger lurking in my dialect And turbulence in every piece that I can try it Yet I'm peeking, I'm on target Holy shit, just prophesied, I guess Like I wasn't supposed to make it past the first year Now I'm in the Twin Cities rocking pink coats of cashmere Y'all don't make this album fly, I'm think about jetting ass near But I got in the game to make some kind of change Cashier, so what do you suggest? Should I walk it out? Get three sex on the track, one more I cast to talk about. I'm on my own path, have no one but plans to stalk your route. So I'm gonna leave this here, don't artifacts when rock, I'm out. Hand to God.
exaltation, joyous, joyful exaltation. joyful exaltations and greetings to those that liberate themselves. Welcome, beautiful loves, to Awake and Aware. I am the MC, Mistress of Ceremony, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. I want to take a moment and reflect upon the name change. This moment is not defined by a day. This moment is not confined to a gender. This moment in time that I choose to share with you is for the awake and aware ones. That is who I'm speaking to. Those that are awake and aware to the undercurrent overriding the understanding within the framework of the mind. Awake and aware of the transatlantic transfusion substantiated by a collusion to enforce confusion. Awake and aware in self, in doing, on purpose, with love and spirit, wrapped in soul. Awake and aware of being an emanation of the divine oneness of the Most High. Beautiful loves, welcome to Awake and Aware. Tonight's theme is the power of the mind. We're going to start in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off in Romans 12:1 to 12:5, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, 
which is your reasonable service, and not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, that every man is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. And moving forward into the Gnostic text, the Corpus Hermeticum, chapter 7, about the common mind, stands as 1 to 4. Hermes, the mind, O Tot, is of God's very essence, if such a thing as essence of God there be. And what that is, it at it only knows precisely. The mind, then, is not separated off from God's essentiality, but it is united to it as light to sun. The mind in men is God. For this cause, some of mankind are gods, and their humanity is nigh unto divinity. For the good diamond said, Gods are immortal men, and men are mortal gods. But in irrational lives, mind is their nature. For where is soul, there too is mind, just as where life, there is also soul. But in irrational lives, their soul is life devoid of mind. For mind is the inworker of the souls of men for good. He works on them for their own good. In lives irrational, he doth cooperate with each one's nature. But in the souls of men, he counteracteth them. For every soul, when it becomes embodied, it instantly depraved by pleasure and by pain. For in a compound body, just like juices, pain and pleasure seethe, and into them the soul, on entering in, is plunged. O'er whatsoever souls the mind doth then preside. To these it showeth its own light by acting counter to their prepossessions, just as a good physician doth upon the body prepossessed by sickness. Pain inflict, burning or lancing it for sake of health. In just the selfsame way, the mind inflicteth pain on the soul to rescue it from pleasure, whence comes its every ill. The great ill of the soul is godlessness. Then followeth fancy for all evil things and nothing good. So then, mind counteracting, it doth work good on the soul, as the physician health upon the body. But whatsoever human souls 
have not the mind as pilot. They share in the same fate as souls of lives irrational. For mind becomes co-worker with them, giving full play to the desires which such souls are born, desires that from the rush of lust strain after the irrational, so that such human souls, just like irrational animals, cease not irrationally to rage and lust, nor are they ever satiate of ills. For passions and irrational desires are ills exceeding great, and over these God hath set up the mind to play the part of judge and executioner. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, the power of the mind, blessings and grace.
think about it for a moment. It could have been me. It should have been me. It would have been me. If it wasn't for the blood, it could have been me. It should have been me.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, The Power of the Mind. I'd like to start off with a reading, just a small excerpt of Chapter 1 of Beyond the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by C. James Jensen, based on the original writings, The Treasure House Within You. Infinite riches are all around you if you will open your mental eyes and behold the treasure house of infinity within you. There is a gold mine within you, which you can extract everything you need to live life gloriously, joyously, and abundantly. Many are sound asleep because they do not know about this gold mine of infinite intelligence and boundless love within themselves. Whatever you want, you can draw forth. A magnetized piece of steel will lift up about 12 times its own weight. And if you demagnetize the same piece of steel, it will not even lift a feather. Similarly, there are two types of people. There is the magnetized person who, if full of confidence and faith, he knows that he is born to win and to succeed. Then there is the other type of person who is demagnetized. He is full of fears and doubts. Opportunities come and he says, I might fail. I might lose my money. People will laugh at me. This type of person will not get very far in life because if he is afraid to go forward, he will simply stay where he is. Become a magnetized person and discover the master secret of the ages. What, in your opinion, is the master secret of the ages? The secret of atomic energy, the neutron bomb, interplanetary travel. No, not any of these. Then what is this master secret? Where can one find it? And how can it be contacted and brought into action? The answer is extraordinarily simple. The secret is the marvelous, miracle-working power found in your own subconscious mind, the last place that most people would seek it. Moving forward to collective-evolution.com, CIA document confirms reality of humans with special abilities able to do impossible things. Cases of mind-influencing matter have been reported throughout history and across many cultures, more specifically in regards to supernormal abilities, which include telepathy, psychokinesis, and other phenomena that lie within the realms of parapsychology. This is evident in ancient literature, from the Vedic text and the Yoga Sutras, to Jesus, Moses, Malarepa, and Muhammad, and more. Modern-day evidence is suggesting that these abilities are much more than folklore. Fast forward to today, and scientists have been exploring the mind-matter relationship for more than a century. We have established that consciousness or factors associated with consciousness do in fact have observable effects on what we call physical, material world, albeit very small effects. It's important to note that these effects aren't always seen by the observable eye, but they are known at the quantum level. If you want to learn more about that, a great place to start is with Dean Radden, the chief scientist at the Institute of Noetic 
N-O-E-T-I-C, Noetic Sciences, the most commonly used experiment to illustrate the connection between consciousness and our physical reality is the quantum double-slit experiment, which shows that observation not only distributes what has to be measured, they produce it. The U.S. government accidentally releases electromagnetic mind control documents and a Freedom of Information Act request. When researcher Curtis Waltman of the website Muckrock received files resulting from his Freedom of Information Act request on Antifa and white supremacist groups from the Washington State Fusion Center, he got a little more than he had bargained for. An unrelated zip file entitled EM Effects on Human Body within the file were three diagrams that present information on electromagnetic weapons targeting the human body and brain. The first diagram, more specifically entitled Psychoelectronic Weapon Effects, seems to detail the potential use of such weapons, focusing on both mind control and physical discomfort. The next diagram indicates different processes by which electromagnetic mind control could be employed through mobile phone network or more locally from the ground or from the air by targeting specific individuals with psychotronic weapons. Different frequencies are described to be able to impact different areas of the brain. The third schema speaks more about the mapping of human brainwave frequencies and mentions that each human body has a unique bioelectromagnetic field, which presumably would give users of advanced technologies the ability to locate any individual in the world based on this signature, allowing them to directly target those individuals with psychotronic weapons. These diagrams appear to be presentation documents coming from different sources, potentially being used as data points in discussion on how to research and develop psychotronic weapons. These documents do not reveal, in the way of WikiLeaks, what shadow government agencies like the NSA have done or are capable of. Curiously, some of these images appear in an article in Nexus magazine describing a 1992 lawsuit brought by John St. Clair Akewi against the NSA. Akewi claimed that the NSA had the ability to assassinate United States citizens covertly or run covert psychological control operations to cause subjects to be diagnosed with mental ill health and was documenting their alleged methods. So now more than ever, beautiful loves, we must have our own power of our minds, manifest our own mind control over ourselves. Consciously and intentionally utilize mind power provides outcomes, tangible results, a kind of quality of which are often perceived and widely believed as being irrational, illogical, are quite uncommon. And those that choose to utilize their mind power in a way get to be right. And those who choose to remain unaware and follow the limited thinking processes of the vast majority also get to be right. We always do regardless of which choice we make individually. You simply can't not use the mind power that we all possess. It's human mind power 
that determines every aspect of your reality and your individual choice or choices that determine what you will or will not experience. Your individual mind power is all that's required to create and experience a kind and quality of life that you desire for yourself once you become aware and consciously aware of the fact and make it a conscious and intentional choice to discover how to utilize the limitless creative power provided to you, me, and everyone else on this planet in a way that harmonizes with whatever hopes and visions and dreams and desires you hold for yourself. By coming to a basic understanding of this power, coupled with establishing a conscious awareness of the immutable and unwavering universal laws and spiritual principles that oversee and govern the entire process of creation and support your ability to do so, you can begin to develop the awareness of and the benefit from an infinite supply of wisdom, knowledge, and power which is equally available to all. Regardless, it is through a willingness to look beyond or deeper than these traditionally established beliefs and what appears as real in the physical world to discover just how real and true it is. It's as simple and as difficult as making a conscious and intentional choice to expand your awareness with regard to yourself and the mind power provided to you. Making that choice is the first step in the awakening and conscious creation process. This ability begins with establishing an awareness of the various aspects of mind and learning to consciously harmonize that awareness, which will enable and empower you to clearly recognize, understand, and begin to consciously utilize your individual ability to attract, create, and experience harmonious and fulfilling results in every aspect of your life. Through the years, there have been countless scientific studies done and experiments performed on the subject of human mind power. In the spiritual community, it is witnessed regularly the ability of an individual's mind power to reverse and heal illness and disease that the conventional medical community had previously considered and labeled as irreversible. Many attribute such occurrences, often referred to as miracles, to something outside of themselves, happening only as a result of fate or chance, and have come to believe that these things can happen only to an isolated and lucky few. On PowerOfPositivity.com, they list seven incredible studies that prove the power of the mind. The first study proved that visualization creates results. The second one Smiling improves mood. The third, thought management lowers stress. Study number four, the brain can produce serotonin on its own. Study number five, people can think their way through releasing weight. Study number six, positivity and meditation prolongs life. And study number seven, the placebo effect. Placebos are pills, medications, or procedures that are prescribed only for the psychological benefit of the patient. In fact, pharmaceutical studies frequently employ placebos to affect the human mind as well as other areas. In fact, as researchers are discovering that placebos are at times more effective than actual medication, the pharmaceutical industry 
has been left worrying about the profitability of its industry. Prozac, a common antidepressant, and other long-tenured prescription drugs are often less effective than placebos. As a result, the industry is currently engaging in other neurological studies in an effort to either refute or safeguard their products from common placebos. Indeed, the power of the mind is an incredible thing. To alter your conscious mind, you need to think more positively. Change the way you approach your goals. You change your mind to change your world. And break out of old habits. And open yourself to new ways of thinking. Know what you want. And refocus your energy. And work towards your goals. It could be as simple as buying a planner. Weekly, monthly, daily planner. I just purchased some for me and my family as we're, um, we all have projects that we're working on. And as my mother taught me, you have to plan your work and work your plan. And you have to set it out and write it, cast your own spell. Set the programming for yourself within yourself by changing your daily habits, making that weekly effort to open up that planner and assess where you're at, what needs to be done, translating that into daily to-do lists, checking in monthly, overstand. Mind power is one of the strongest and most useful powers you possess. This power, together with your imagination, can create success or failure, happiness or unhappiness, opportunities or obstacles. This depends on your mindset. Your thoughts are the main ingredient of this power, and when you add to them focus and emotions, Thoughts become powerful and can affect your reality. The thoughts that pass through your mind are responsible for almost everything that happens in your life. Not all thoughts are equal. Stray ones that you think once or twice cannot do much, but your predominant thoughts, the ones you repeat often, influence your behavior and attitude, affect your actions and reactions, and shape your reality. As your thoughts are, so is your life. Weak thoughts hardly have any effect, but powerful thoughts can create great changes. Mind power is composed of your attention. Wherever your attention goes, energy grows. Your mental images and your thoughts. Thoughts are energy. Though subtle and invisible, they can affect reality. Just like the wind, which is invisible but can be powerful, so are your mind and thoughts. Our life is the creation of our mind. A quote by Buddha. She knew the power of her mind and so programmed it for success. A quote by Carrie Green. And Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. The power of the mind. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. Said I'm coming from a far away to deliver Jaja's plan.
serving me I'm as old as time I know my body where my soul resides let it flow through me I'm a vest learning how to be patient with myself I pray that frequency know the wealth in my jeans black born with the alchemy of a honeybee here to live hella heaven sweet recreate the beauty that I see I evolve evolve Intentions for some sage. I clear the air, clear the space. Life is sweeter when I pray. My spirit mounted just to say,
Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go in Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on cbsnews.com. Asheville, North Carolina, backs reparations in historic vote. It is simply not enough to remove statues. Officials in the North Carolina city of Asheville have apologized for its historic role in slavery and discrimination and voted to provide reparations. The Asheville Citizens Times report that unanimous vote was taken by the city council on Tuesday. The resolution on reparations does not require direct payments, but will mandate investments in areas where black residents face disparities. The Citizen Times reported the vote came just days after the county's health board declared racism a public health crisis, and last month, thousands of protesters called for the Asheville Police Department to be defunded. Hundreds of years of black blood spilled that basically fills the cup we drink from today, said Councilman Keith Young, one of two black council members and the measure's chief proponent. It's simply not enough to remove statues. Black people in this country are dealing with issues that are systemic in nature, Young said. Priorities could include efforts to increase minority home ownership, access to affordable housing, and minority business ownership. The resolution also mentions strategies to close the gaps in health care, education, and pay. The resolution calls for the creation of a community reparations commission to recommend programs and resources to be used. Moving forward to Jamaica-Gleaner.com. I won't cut her hair. Parents of dreadlock girl incensed at systemic racism after court ruling. Shireen Virgo said that she will not cut her seven-year-old daughter's hair despite yesterday's court ruling that Kingsington Primary School did not breach her child's constitutional rights when it denied her access in 2018 for having dreadlocks. I will not be cutting her hair. That was never an option on the table. As it is right now, it seems that everything is going to the homeschool direction anyways, Virgo told the Gleaner after the Supreme Court ruling. The mother was told that her then five-year-old daughter would need to cut her hair before she could attend school, which is one of the top performing institutions in Portmore, St. Catherine. The school stated that the wearing of dreadlocks was against its policy. The Supreme Court had granted an injunction for the child to attend school after Jamaicans for Justice filed a motion on behalf of the child and her parents in August 2019. Her mother said that her daughter has performed exceptionally in the two years she has been at the institution, despite the controversy surrounding her hairstyle. Virgo said that her daughter topped her class for both the first and second year and was looking forward to going into grade three this September. The most I can do as a Jamaican, as a mother, is to continue to instill good values in my child and continue to encourage her and continue to let her know that she is beautiful regardless, she said. The mother said she was disappointed and left speechless by the ruling, which was handed down by a panel of judges that included Justice Sonia Betram Linton, Evan Brown, and Nicole Simmons. I will not be putting any creamy crack in her hair. Her hair will continue to stay the same, she insisted. The child's father, Dale Virgo, said he too is disappointed with the court's ruling. I expected that Jamaica would lead the charge against somewhat systemic racism as it relates to our hair. 
Mr. Virgo said. Life goes on, and we still have to keep the fight going. She is very bright, and she is very upbeat, and that is how we raised her. She is in a happy family, the father said. The couple's attorney, Isat Buchanan, insisted that the child's constitutional rights to freedom of expression, the right to religion, equity, equality before the law, and access to education, among others, were breached. It's most unfortunate. It's a sad day, as you can see, for Rastafarians and dreadlocks wearing black people in this country. I respect the decision of the court, Buchanan said. The written judgment will be given at a later date, but Buchanan has already indicated that he intends to appeal the court's ruling. Moving forward to finance.yahoo.com. The Fed's Kashkari suggests four to six week shutdown as United States Congress can spend big on coronavirus relief. The United States economy could benefit if the nation were to lock down really hard for four to six weeks, a top Federal Reserve official said on Sunday, adding that Congress can well afford large sums for coronavirus relief efforts. The economy, which is the second quarter suffered its biggest blow since the Great Depression, would be able to mount a robust recovery, but only if the virus were brought under control. Neil Kashkari, president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank, told CBS Face the Nation, if we don't do that, and we just have this raging virus spreading throughout the country with flare-ups and local lockdowns for the next year or two, which is entirely possible, we're going to see many more businesses bankruptcies, Kachkari said. That's going to be a much slower recovery for all of us. He said Congress is positioned to spend big on coronavirus relief efforts because the nation's budget gap can be financed without relying on foreign borrowing, given how much Americans are saving. Those of us who are fortunate enough to still have our jobs, we're saving a lot more money because we're not going to restaurants or movie theaters or vacations, Kashkari said. That actually means that we have a lot more resources as a country to support those who have been laid off, he said. The Democratic-led United States House of Representatives approved a $3 trillion relief bill in May while Senate Republicans, many of whom have expressed concerns about mounting debt, countered by proposing a $1 trillion aid package last week. Moving forward to the Detroit Free Press, Freep.com. Governor Whitmore declares racism a public health crisis in Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer on Wednesday declared racism a public health crisis, ordered implicit bias training for all state employees, and created a state advisory council to focus on issues affecting black people in Michigan. She said black residents in Michigan are four times more likely to die from COVID-19 than white residents because of unequal economic health care and treatment and racism. We have a lot of work to do to eliminate the systemic racism that black Americans have experienced for generations, Whitmer said. Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist who said he has lost 23 people who are close to him to the coronavirus, that the Black Leadership Advisory Council that Whitmer announced Wednesday will play a leading role in doing that. It's not enough to simply label an injustice, Gilchrist said. We have to formally take steps to replace injustice with justice. Among other tasks, the council will identify state laws or gaps in state law that create or perpetuate inequities and serve as a resource for community groups.
Moving forward to thegatewaypundit.com, federal government and Yale are holding critical trials on how to best persuade Americans to take COVID-19 vaccines. The study is published at the government website on clinical trials. The options they are studying include shame and anger techniques, shame and anger techniques. The webpage describes the testing as follows. This study tests different messages about vaccinating against COVID-19 once the vaccine becomes available. Participants are randomized to one of 12 arms, which one control arm and one baseline arm. We will compare the reported willingness to get a COVID-19 vaccine at three and six months of it becoming available between the 10 intervention arms to the two control arms. Study participants are recruited online by Lucid, which matches census-based sampling in online recruitment. The government website even describes how to guilt someone into taking the vaccine. Moving forward to Glamour.com, Black doulas are banding together to beat high infant mortality rates. Black women in the United States face staggering statistics when it comes to pregnancy and childbirth, including the highest infant mortality rate of any race or ethnic group. Black doula collectives across the country are working to close the gap. Inequality is rampant throughout the healthcare system. Women of color are more likely to die of breast cancer, heart disease, and COVID-19, and more likely to report chronic severe anxiety. There are many reasons why gaps in biomedical research, deliberate discrimination, and racism, lack of resources, lack of empathy, all of which come to a head when a Black woman gets pregnant. Black women in the United States are three to five times more likely to die from pregnancy or postpartum issues than white women, a maternal mortality crisis that cannot be ignored. A 2013 study published in the Journal of Perinatal Education revealed that moms who work with doulas are four times less likely to have a baby with low birth weight and two times less likely to experience complications. The positive effects of doula care were greater for women who were socially disadvantaged, low income, and or experienced language or cultural barriers. The Ujima Maternity Network. Again, that's the Ujima Maternity Network. Another network is called Black Women Birthing Justice, BWBJ. Black Women Birthing Justice. Another network is called Birthing Beautiful Communities. Again, that's Birthing Beautiful communities. Search out the names of any of those networks of doulas to find one for yourself. Moving forward to LifeSiteNews.com, Texas mandates vaccines for all kids in public school, even if learning online. Children taking all their classes online and not entering school premises at all are nonetheless required to receive all the vaccinations the state demands. Despite the fact that many children will be in school only virtually, receiving instruction via computer in their homes, the Texas Department of State Health Services has chosen not to relax its students' vaccine requirements for the upcoming school year. More importantly to a growing number of parents in the Lone Star State, the right to exemption due to conscience, religious or otherwise, from mandatory vaccines for school children 
is seen as under threat amid the ongoing heavy-handed pandemic strictures. While there is a state law that allows students to attend school without all required vaccination, this law also gives state and local health authorities during times of emergency or pandemic the authority to exclude students from school who have not been vaccinated, warns a notice from the Texas for Vaccine Choice. Moving forward to CDC.gov, Children in a Disaster, Infographic, Easy as ABC. Easy as ABC steps to protect your child during emergencies in the school day. Ask how you would be reunited with your child in an emergency or evacuation. Bring extra medications, special food or supplies your child would need if you were separated overnight. That's interesting right there. Why would you be separated overnight from your child when your child goes to school? And C, complete a backpack card and tuck one in your child's backpack and your wallet. Further down on the website page, it says bring extra medication, special food or supplies your child would need if you were separated overnight. An emergency might require a sudden sleepover. When would emergency at school require a sudden sleepover of my child? It says, tell school administrators about any extra supplies your child may need to safely make it through the night away from home. Why is the Center of Disease Control preparing to have children stay overnight at school? Nowhere on this page of the CDC does it give examples of what would need to happen what type of emergency examples that would have a child spend the night and not come home to the parent. This is very curious one. Why the Centers of Disease Control would put this webpage together, specifically accounting for a possibility that your children that attend school would have to spend the night. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace. Bye. 
hungry face Nine year old, nine fun ways No men I like it, no men I like it Greatness we are embraced Don't run away from yourself And do cause you have the strength Bone disappointment, meet your nightmare Forward step, get it straight The youths them stacking up the paper Marvel and Bernina try to be a viper So we tell them it's a fun song So we squeeze up, say the youths them are for us Them are for prosper Education to the one way of it hard Survival is a most I say you have to try down The them stacking up the paper Babylon running and try to be a viper So we tell them is of God songs We squeeze off, said the youths Them are for us, them are for prosper Hey, stacking up the paper Babylon running and try to be a viper So we tell them is of God They make it so hard for us We remain conscious They make it so hard for us We are still focused I say they make it so hard for us Travel Babylon by bus They make it so hard for us Said the youths, them are for us, them are for prosper. Hey, stacking up the paper. Babylon running and trying to be a viper. So we tell them it's a fraud. Sounds we squeeze out. Said the youths, them are for us, them are for prosper.
blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. Starting off on TruePundit.com, Bill Gates negotiated $100 billion contact tracing deal with Democratic congressman, sponsor of Bill, six months before the coronavirus pandemic. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation helped negotiate what would score a $100 billion government-backed contact tracing contract in August of 2019, six months before the pandemic arrived in the United States and four months before it swept through China. The shocking revelations were unveiled on the Thomas Paine podcast and the More Paine show on Patreon, the investigative duo, in their first interview since the bombshell congressional testimony, revealed to Payne that representatives from the Gates Foundation met with United States Congressman Bobby L. Rush at a sit-down in Rwanda, East Africa, in mid-August 2019 to hash out what would score the windfall from a government contact tracing program. And just last month, nine months after the meetings with the Gates Foundation in Rwanda, Rush, a Democrat from Illinois, introduced the $100 billion H.R. 6666, the COVID-19 Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act, TRACE. Rush's bill would establish a program run by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, for national coronavirus testing and contact tracing. Payne has since learned Congressman Rush traveled to Rwanda with his spouse, from August 12th to the 19th in 2019 to take part in talks in a week-long event underwritten by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Moving forward to BuzzFeed News, a security breach exposed more than 1 million DNA profiles on a major genealogy database. First, GetMatch, the DNA database that helped identify the Golden State Killer was hacked. Then email addresses from its users were used in a phishing attack on another leading genealogy site. On July 19th, genealogy enthusiasts who used the website GEDmatch, G-E-D-Match, to upload their DNA information and find relatives to fill in their family trees got an unpleasant surprise. Suddenly, more than a million DNA profiles that had been hidden from cops using the site to find partial matches to crime scene data, DNA, were available for police to search. The news has undermined efforts by Verogen, the forensic genetics company that purchased GED Match last December, to convince users that it would protect their privacy while pursuing a business based on using genetic genealogy to help solve violent crimes. A second alarm came on July 21st when MyHeritage, a genealogy website based in Israel, announced that some of its users had been subjected to a phishing attack to obtain their login details for site, apparently targeting email addresses obtained in the attack on GED Match just two days before. It's unclear how unauthorized profiles were searched by law enforcement. However, Moore told BuzzFeed News that her team, which is responsible for most of the identifications of criminal suspects made through genetic genealogy so far, was offline at the time. We didn't see anything we shouldn't have, she said. We are working with a cybersecurity firm to conduct a comprehensive forensic review and help us implement the best possible security measures, said Verogen's statement. 
which was released after the second incident. Moving forward to CNET, Senator Sanders, Warren, and Wyden back National Facial Recognition Ban Bill. A new scorecard shows which members of Congress support the Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act. If you're wondering whether your representatives in Congress support a federal ban on facial recognition, you can check out a score sheet put together by a coalition of privacy advocates. On Wednesday, the Ban Facial Recognition Group launched its congressional scoreboard for keeping track of lawmakers who have and haven't endorsed the Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act. The bill was introduced in June by Reps Presley and J-PAL and Senators Markey and Merkley. It calls for a complete ban on facial recognition used by law enforcement until Congress passes legislation to lift the moratorium. The U.S. has seen a growing call from privacy and other groups to ban facial recognition across its cities, as well as concern about human rights issues from companies that provide the technology. Facial recognition concerns stem from the technology's track record of racial bias, with researchers finding that it frequently misidentifies people of color and women. That's led to cases where black men were wrongfully arrested because of the technology, prompting a rising call to stop police from using facial recognition. Though companies like Amazon and Microsoft have called for a national regulations on facial recognition, they haven't backed this bill. Ban Facial Recognition is a coalition of 42 organizations that are against the technology, including Fight for the Future, the Electronic Privacy Information Center, Color of Change, Athena, and Demand Progress. So far, only 15 lawmakers are supporting the legislation. The scorecard includes a prompt beneath each lawmaker's listing that encourages visitors to tweet at their local legislator to urge support for the bill. Lawmakers can't claim to care about civil liberties, freedom, democracy, racial justice, or human rights if they aren't supporting this common-sense legislation to stop the use of biased and invasive surveillance technology that's as dangerous as nuclear or biological weapons. Evans Greer, Deputy Director of Fight for the Future, said in a statement, Moving forward to Fortune, Facebook adds $100 million to landmark facial recognition settlement payout. Facebook has agreed to pay a total of $650 million in a landmark class action lawsuit over the company's unauthorized use of facial recognition. A new court filing shows the filing represents a revised settlement that increases the total payout by $100 million and comes after a federal judge balked at the original proposal on the grounds that it did not adequately punish Facebook. The settlement covers any Facebook user in Illinois whose picture appeared on the site after 2011. According to the new document, those users can expect to receive between $200 and $400, depending on how many people file a claim. The law has ensnared not just Facebook, but also the likes of Google and photo service Shutterfly. The companies had insisted in court that the law did not apply to their activities and lobbied the Illinois legislator to rule that they were exempt, but these efforts fell short. The final Facebook settlement is likely to be approved later this year, meaning Illinois residents will be poised to collect a payout in 2021. Moving forward to NBC News, 
Facebook ignored racial bias research, employees say. Researchers said the company ignored their work and then stopped them from pursuing topics related to bias altogether. In mid-2019, researchers at Facebook began studying a new set of rules proposed for the automated system that Instagram uses to remove accounts for bullying and other infractions. What they found was alarming. Users on the Facebook-owned Instagram in the United States whose activity on the app suggested they were Black were about 50% more likely, under the new rules, to have their accounts automatically disabled by the moderation system than those whose activity indicated they were white, according to two current employees and one former employee, who all spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to talk to the media. Interviews with Facebook and Instagram users who said they felt that their platform's moderation practices were discriminatory, the employees said. The researchers took their findings to their superiors, expecting that it would prompt managers to quash the changes. Instead, they were told not to share their findings with co-workers or conduct any further research into racial bias in Instagram's automated account removal system. The lack of action on this issue from the management has contributed to a growing sense among some Facebook employees that a small inner circle of senior executives are making decisions that run counter to the recommendations of subject matter experts and researchers below them, particularly around hate speech, violence, and racial bias, the employees said. Facebook did not deny that some researchers were told to stop exploring racial bias, but said that it was because the methodology was flawed. These revelations echo the findings of an external civil rights audit that Facebook commissioned in 2018 and was published this month. The audit report revealed that the company has not done enough to protect users from discrimination, falsehoods, and incitement to violence. I don't think they understand civil rights, said NAACP President Derek Johnson, who was among the civil rights leaders to meet with Zuckerberg and Sandberg in the week the audit was released. They have a blind spot to the needs to protect people, and unfortunately, far too often, they conflate issues related to civil rights with partisanship. Defeating hate isn't a partisan question. Moving forward to VentureBeat, tech execs urge Washington to accelerate AI adoption for national security. Tech company CEOs may be heading to Washington, D.C. next week to take part in antitrust hearings in Congress, but this week high-profile executives from companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google gave the President, Pentagon, and the Congress advice on how the United States can maintain AI supremacy over other nations. Today, the National Security Commission on AI released a set of 35 recommendations ranging from the creation of an accredited university for training AI talent the speeding up Pentagon applications of AI in an age of algorithmic warfare. The National Security on AI was created by Congress in 2018 to devise national AI strategy as it relates to defense, research, investments, and strategic planning. Commissioners include AWS CEO Andy Jassy, Google Cloud Chief AI Scientist Andrew Moore, and Microsoft Chief Scientist Eric Horvitz. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt acts as chair of the group, coming amid the concerns over China's rise 
As an economic and military power, the AI's increasing use in businesses and governments, the group's recommendation may have a long-lasting impact on the United States government and the world. To bolster U.S. competitiveness in AI, the Council recommends steps such as creating a National Reserve Digital Corps, modeled on Military Reserve Corps, to give machine learning practitioners a way to contribute to government projects on a part-time basis, unlike the United States Digital Service, which asks text workers to serve for one full year. The NRDC would ask for a minimum of 38 days a year. Commissioners also recommend creating an accredited university called the United States Digital Services Academy. Graduates would pay for their education with five years of work as civil servants. Classes would include American history as well as mathematics and computer science. Students would participate in internships at government agencies and in the private sector. Among the recommendations are train U.S. State Department employees in emerging technologies like AI, encourage the Department of Defense to adopt commercial AI systems like things for robotic process automation, build a certified AI software repository for the United States military to accelerate creation of AI and support research and development, create a database to track research and development projects within the United States military, have military leaders adopt an open innovation model for the Department of Defense to accelerate the Pentagon's ability to create AI. Integrate AI-enabled applications into all major joint and service exercises, as well as war games and tabletop exercises. Invest in research and development for testing AI systems for compliance and verify results. The Commission also discussed potential next steps, such as testing and validation framework recommendations and ways to put ethical principles into practice. Additional NSCAI recommendations are due out in the fall. The NSCAI is a temporary group that is scheduled to deliver a final report to Congress next spring and will dissolve in October 2021. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
source of creativity, don't care about this matic society, cast them a fool, them a try to deceive you.
doubt there's an increasing repression. There's an attempt to create a culture, not just of silence, but a culture of fear, especially for the younger generation, to intimidate them, to make sure they're so afraid that they're not willing to step out, bear witness in public, and have to deal with the consequences of, of civil disobedience. We just simply have to have more courage that we're, we're dealing now with a much more autocratic and authoritarian state, and you have to be more courageous. You have to be more courageous to tell the truth. You have to be more willing to deal with the cost. We have to have more consistency. We ought to be critical of highly concentrated forms of power wherever we find it because it, that kind of power is usually subject to chronic abuse and it affects each and every human being no matter where they are. A philosopher is a lover of wisdom. It takes tremendous discipline, takes tremendous courage to think for yourself, to examine yourself. That Socratic imperative of examining yourself requires courage. You know, William Butler Yeats used to say, it takes more courage to examine the dark corners of your own soul than it does for a soldier to fight on the battlefield. Courage to think critically. You can't talk about it. Courage is the enabling virtue for any philosopher, for any human being, I think, in the end. Courage to love, courage to hope. See, I'm a blues man in the life of the mind. I'm a jazz man in the world of ideas. Therefore, for me, music is, is central. So when you're talking about poetry, for the most part, Plato is talking primarily about, uh, about words. words. Whereas I talk about notes, I talk about tone, I talk about temper. Uh, uh, talk about rhythms. See, for me, music is fundamental, 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 fundamental. You have to be flexible and fluid. You have to fight on the outside, bring pressure to bear. Then you have to fight with some progressive insiders who haven't sold their souls and been so thoroughly co-opted by position and, and, and wealth and, and power that they no longer want to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth.
for the green consumes you. Focused on the dollar and the dream. Until the body lets down on you. You say the kale is hard to chew. So you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, carrot. Don't forget the collard greens. You know I love my avocado I'm in love with the cocoa coconut Daylight come told me I go pick a bunch of green banana Boil it in a stew So you know I gotta add some callaloo Eat your greens. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. I'll be talking about the benefits of Cisandra. Cisandra is a powerful herbal remedy in Chinese traditional medicine that can help strengthen your immune system and liver. It's actually a type of woody vine that produces small red berries that are widely used in traditional medicine. These berries are often referred to as magnolia berries, of five flavor berries, native to China and areas of Russia. The berries are said to possess all five basic flavors, salty, sweet, spicy, sour, and bitter, hence the name five flavor berry. These berries, in both their dried and fresh form, are used to produce various topical salves, tinctures, extracts, teas, and powders, and are actually considered an herb more than a fruit. The berries of Cisandra vine contain various lignans and antioxidants, which can provide various health benefits as well as adaptogens, powerful substances that can ostensibly retrain your body to more effectively manage stress and health. There are many benefits of Cisandra that include boosting mental performance, preventing premature aging, reducing inflammation, improving endurance, protecting vision, giving relief from stress, anxiety, and symptoms of depression, preventing hepatitis infections, and treat hepatitis C, relieving symptoms of pneumonia, boosting exercise performance and endurance, preventing the worsening of nearsightedness, preventing and treating motion sickness, regulating blood sugar levels, suppressing blood pressure to prevent arterial sclerosis, heart attack, and stroke, improving liver function, and detoxify the body more efficiently, acting as a mild sedative and helping in treating the fever, boosting energy, increasing libido, improving digestion, weight loss, reducing signs of chronic fatigue syndrome, enabling normal sleep patterns, and it's also beneficial for skin care. If you are eating the dried fruit, do not exceed more than 3 grams per day and eat the powdered fruit with meals once per day. Do your own research on Cisandra berries. 
and turn to the nature of the Most High first for all your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
wave in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. Guys are gonna trouble the water. Wait in the water. Gonna trouble the water in the water in the water in the water with this for long
Jack on the ride with me. up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape, escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll be starting off with the word demons, which is Greek for a devil. Metaphysically, demons or evil spirits are conditions of mind or states of consciousness that have been developed because the creative power of man has been used in an unwise or an ignorant way. If in thought or in word you were using your creative power in an ignorant way, you were bringing forth an ego 
or a personality of like character. The mind builds states of consciousness that become established in brain and body. Both good and evil are found in the unregenerate man. But in the new birth, evil in all its works must be cast out. The work of every overcomer is to cast out of himself the demons of sin and evil through the power and dominion of his indwelling Christ. Obsessions, dual personalities, and all mental aberrations are the result of personal error thoughts crystallizing around the will of man. This crystallization must be broken up with a focalized thought energy of greater power, such as is found in the Christ I Am. We are empowered by the name of Yeshua to cast out demons, Mark 16, 17, to reach the place referred to as my name, affirm your unity with the Christ I Am, then silently or audibly, if you are so moved. Speak the word of rebuke directly to the false personality. Jesus rebuked him and the demon went out of him. Matthew 17, 18. He suffered not the demons to speak. Mark 1, 34. These texts mean that Yeshua did not admit for a moment that the demons have any power, nor did he allow them to affirm power. But with the finger of God, Luke eleven twenty. He cast them forth. He concentrated the dissolving power of spirit upon them, and their hold was broken. The metaphysical meaning of power, man's innate control over his thoughts and feelings, a quickening from on high, must precede his realization of dominion. Ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Acts 1, 8. The Most High is all power. Thus all things are possible with him. The mind and the body of man have power to transform energy from one plane of consciousness to another. This is the power and dominion implanted in man from the beginning. The climax of man's power and dominion is set forth in the resurrection and ascension of the type man, Yeshua. In mind, power is increased through exalted ideas. These show us the relation between the world without and the mind within, and we find that they are parallel. Whatever you see in the external, you may be assured it has its parallel in mind. The same law is operating in the spiritual realm and the material realm under different masks of manifestation. The one thing to understand is that whatever we see without is controlled by something within. This law once revealed to the mind, clears up the whole creation and shows how the Most High works. Man is the power of the Most High in action. To man is given the highest power in the universe, the conscious power of thought. There is a universal creative force that urges man forward to the recognition of the power of his individual thought. This thought is elemental and all its attributes come under the dominion of man. When he cooperates with principle, man sits on the throne of his authority, and the elemental force is subject to him. Spiritual power is omnipresent. It is released in our body by spiritualizing our consciousness. The divine energy will surge through us as we erase negative thoughts, 
from consciousness and become one with the God mind, the metaphysical meaning of mind. By the term mind, we mean the most high, the universal principle which includes all principles. As an aid in understanding how the universal mind creates, we can observe the action of our own mind because we are the offspring of the one mind and we bring forth in like manner. The son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father doing. For what things soever he doeth, these the son also doeth in like manner. John 5.19 Man in the consciousness of the one mind, has no sense of apartness. Through affirmation, he can attune himself to being, transmute his thoughts into ideas, and accomplish the seemingly impossible. The starting point of every act and thought and feeling, the common meeting ground of the Most High and man. The Most High is mind, and we cannot describe the Most High with human language, so we cannot describe mind we can only say, I am mind, I know, the Most High is mind, He knows. The mind is the seat of perception of the things we hear, see, and feel. It is through the mind that we see the beauties of the earth and sky, of music, of art, in fact, of everything. The silent shuttle of thought, working in and out, through cell and nerve, weaves into one harmonious, whole myriad moods of mind, and we call it life, an affirmative state of mind, a binding, a holding process. If man affirms his unity with the life, substance, and intelligence of the Most High, he lays hold of these spiritual qualities, the metaphysical meaning of thought, a product of thinking, a mental vibration or impulse. Each thought is an identity that has central ego, around which all its elements revolve. Thoughts are capable of expressing themselves. Every thought clothes itself in a form according to the character given it by the thinker. The form is simply the conclusion of the thought. One of the axiomatic truths of metaphysics is that thoughts are things, that the mind of man marshals its faculties and literally makes into living entities the thought that it entertains is also a foregone conclusion. The word things expresses poorly the active and very vital character of the thoughts to which the mind gives life, substance, and intelligence. We see many inanimate things around us in the material world. If we compare our creative thoughts with them, we get an inferior conception of the marvelous ability of our mind and its creative capacity. Thought is controlled by the right use of affirmation and denial, by the power of the mind to accept and reject. The power of the mind is the I am, and it is through the avenue of expression I am that thought control, dominion, and mastery are obtained. Thoughts are controlled by the mind through the power to say yes or no. To hold a thought is to affirm or deny a certain proposition, both mentally and audibly, until the logic of the mind is satisfied and spiritual realization is attained. The metaphysical meaning of divine, godlike, godly, the nature of God, 
the Christ man, the idea, the divine idea of man. And divine mind is the God mind, ever-present, all-knowing mind, the absolute, the unlimited, omnipresent, all-wise, all-loving, all-powerful spirit. There is but one mind, and that mind cannot be separated or divided, because like the principle of mathematics, it is indivisible. And all that we can say of the one mind is that it is absolute, and that all its manifestations are in essence like itself. Divine mind, creative power, the functioning of the principles of being, spirit in action. Mind is not a thing. Mind is. It is that which through orderly processes produces things. Divine mind first conceives the idea, then images its fulfillment. Man acting in cooperation with divine mind places himself under the same creative law and thus brings his ideas into manifestation, the metaphysical meaning of imagination, the faculty of mind that images and forms, the power to shape and form thought, the imaging faculty presides at the nerve center between the eyes. Through this faculty, the formless takes form. With our imagination, we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance. The body is the product of the mind. What man pictures or imagines in his mind will eventually appear in his body. In the communication of the Most High with man, the imaging power of the mind plays an important part. It receives divine ideas and reflects their character to the consciousness, the metaphysical meaning of firmament. Metaphysically, firmament is faith in mind power, a firm, unwavering place in consciousness. The firmament in the midst of the waters is an idea of confidence or faith in the invisible. Faith, the evidence of things not seen. The metaphysical meaning of water. Water in its different aspects represents weakness and negativeness, cleansing, mental potentiality, and in some cases life or vital energy. In every mental preposition, we have an above and a below. We have the firmament or the unexpressed capacities waters of the conscious mind resting in faith in divine mind below the firmament are the unexpressed capacities of the subconscious mind the metaphysical meaning of baptism the spiritual cleansing of the mind typifies the cleansing power and work of the spirit that redeems men from sin it is the first step in the realization of truth when the baptizing power of the word is poured on a center in consciousness it dissolves all material thought, and through this cleansing, purifying process, the individual is prepared to see and to discern spiritually. The two baptisms, those of John and Yeshua, represent the two common steps in spiritual development, denial and affirmation, or the dropping of the old and laying hold of the new. And the first baptism, that John, through the power of the word, the sense man is erased from consciousness, and the mind is purged and made ready for the second baptism, that of Yeshua. In the second baptism, the creative law of divine affirmation, set into action by supreme mind, lights its fires at the center of man's being, and when thus kindled, raises soul and body to high degree of purity. This is known as regeneration.
the metaphysical meaning of healing, restoring to original purity or integrity. The first step in all spiritual healing is to believe, and the next step is openness and receptivity to the stream of healing life. Through the exercise of faith and our words, our spiritual quality is fused into unity with the power of Yeshua, and the work is marvelously accomplished. All healing is based on mental cleansing. When the mind is free from error thoughts, harmony in the body ensues. Permanent healing is never accomplished until the mental cause of the disease, the error thought, is removed. Yeshua was a true healer, and when he cast out the error that caused the condition, he said, Sin no more, lest a worse thing befall thee. John 5.14 The thing was caused by sin. Thus the true way to heal is to find the mental cause and to destroy it forever. The Hebrew name Abraham, it means father, source, founder of a multitude. Abram, son of Terah, of Ur, of the Chaldees, and the father of the Hebrew nation. Genesis 11.27, 31, and 17.5. Metaphysically, Abraham, the power of the mind to reproduce its ideas in unlimited expression. This ability of the mind to make substance out of ideas is called faith. When told by the Most High that he was henceforth to be Abraham, Abram was told also that he was to be the father of a multitude. That means that one is to express faith by bringing the faith of the Most High into the multitude of manifested thoughts and acts. The first step in spiritual development is the awakening of faith, represented by Abraham. We must have faith in the reality of the power of the realms invisible. Abraham, inspired by the Most High, went forth into another country where his progeny or manifestations increased tremendously. Through faithful obedience to the inner urge of spirit, we gradually develop communication with the supermind. Then in various ways, we receive the assurance that we are guided by spirit. The early growth of faith is not very deeply rooted. Abraham lived in a tent, which illustrates that faith has not yet become an abiding quality of the consciousness. Through certain experiences and movements of the mind, faith takes a firmer hold. It establishes the firmament mentioned in first chapter of Genesis. In Matthew 3.9, Abraham represents a certain phase of consciousness in the development of the Adam-man, who was formed out of the dust of the ground. The Most High is able to access these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. What we want is a baptism of mind that will free us from all the limitations of the Adam-man and open our eyes to the Christ state, the metaphysical meaning of spirit. The Most High as a moving force in the universe, principle as the breath of life in all creation, the principle of life, creative intelligence, and life. We sometimes discover ourselves a flow of thought that has been evolved independently of the reasoning process, and we are puzzled about its origin and its safety as a guide. In its beginning, this seemingly strange source of knowledge is turned aside as a daydream. Again, it seems a distant voice, an echo of something that we've heard and forgotten. 
one should give attention to this unusual and usually faint whispering of spirit in man. It is the development in man of a greater capacity to know himself and to understand the purpose of creation. When one concentrates all the faculties on truth ideas and the conscious mind and the superconscious mind blend, and there's a descent of spiritual energies into soul and body, then the faculties receive new power to express truth, and the body is renewed, and the metaphysical meaning of affirmation, a positive statement of truth. By the use of affirmations, we claim and appropriate that which is ours in truth. The act of affirmation, the yes action of the mind, the act of affirming, the declaring of truth, the mental movement that asserts confidently and persistently the truth of being in the face of all appearances to the contrary. Two movements of the mind that express power to accept or reject, to lay hold of, or to let go. The sum total of thought in all its positive aspects composes the affirmations that bring ideas into form. And the purpose of affirmation is to establish in consciousness a broad understanding of the divine principles on which all life and existence depend. By affirming truth, we are lifted out of false thinking and into the consciousness of spirit. All unrighteous conditions may be adjusted through affirming the power of the great universal spirit of justice. Affirm the infinite spirit of love and justice is now operating in all my affairs, and all is well. The infinite spirit of love and justice is now operating in all of my affairs, and all is well. Affirm, the infinite spirit of love and justice is now operating in all of my affairs, and all is well. Let it be said, let it be so, in Yeshua's name. Expand and strengthen the power of your mind. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Beautiful loves, I'd like to thank you for joining me for this offering of Awaken Aware. I'd like to take a moment and show love to the music that accompanies me. Yusef Kamal, Strings of Light, Mark DeClive, Low, Kazia, Reeve Ghosh, Walking, Giles Peterson Remix, Oshun, Preach, Ashley DeBose, Torch, F Soul, Green, Tech Loon, Sometimes, All That Jazz, Are We the Seed, Much Music, More Peace, Sister Awa, Be the Difference, 60 Hertz Project, Capricorn, Ralph Gum Remix, The Whiteville Brothers, Lullaby for Lagos, Aza Lineage, Prosper, Rocco Ramadal, P3 Jazz, At Jazz Remix, Maisie Blue, Sage, Featuring Oshun, Urban Roots, Live Forever Dub, Machine, There But For The Grace Of God Go I, Original Version, Princess Keziah, The Mission, The Clark Sisters, Blessed and Highly Favored, The Whitefield Brothers Featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sarak, Hand of God, Yeza, Rebel Impress. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Be you till full love so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.